Welcome to another episode of the Forest for Growth podcast. I'm Ricardo. I'm Courtney. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Today, we are going to be discussing that it is Mental Health Awareness Month. So let's get started. Okay, Courtney. According to the CDC website, mental health is an important part of overall well-being. So I want to make sure that we emphasize the well-being part here Mm -hmm. because we're not talking about success. We're not talking about starting a business. We're not talking about the hustle. We're not talking about anything like that. We're talking about just simply well-being. Yes. Being happy. Where is your mental state at? Mm Mm-hmm. Where do you, what's your emotional home? That's Ooh. kind of what we're addressing is where do you live emotionally? That's a powerful one. That's a powerful mm-hmm. one. And according to the CDC, mental health includes emotional, psychological, and social well-being. Wow. Are you stuck at home by yourself, especially over the last year? Have you just been home by yourself, stuck, not even making an attempt to join virtual calls or going to meet someone that you feel comfortable with for breakfast, for for coffee, for something, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of important. All of that is a part of your overall mental health and well-being, Mm -hmm. right? Let's see. It also, it affects how we think, feel, and act. It helps us determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make healthy choices. Wow. So So massive. Thank you for those bullet points. I think especially since the pandemic, uh, but what real pandemic, you know, it's caused a lot of other pandemics in our life, but it has, we've all had to make emotional adjustments in the recent past as well. All of our individual stories, the mental health industry has learned so much more in the last decade, the last 20 years than we ever knew before about how to actually heal it, what causes it, how to address it for real, therapies, treatments, you name it. So there are so many resources out there. And just if you are struggling with this, our goal is just to give you a key or to give you a ticket or to give you the courage to ask more questions and look deeper. Correct. Because wherever you are, if it's angry, if it's depressed, if it's wherever you are, you can get out of it. Yes. Real quick, let's touch base on handling stress because that's a big part because that they specifically said how you handle stress. Yes. Because depending on how you handle that stress may determine how overall well-being is, right? Mm-hmm. It's all about that stress and how you handle it. So what are a couple of tips that you use, Courtney, to handle okay. stress? Well, before I say those, I do want to point out we need to define what we think is stressful. Ooh, good you point. Know, if it is everything in your life is stressing you out to the max, you know, there's little things that don't need to be causing your body this reaction. They just need to be done later or you'll get to it when you have a chance, you know. However, if you're applying that massive meaning to all these minute little things, you know, if I think the phrase we hear it all the time about, is this going to matter in five years? then don't let it bother you for more than five minutes, you know? So it's just little things of pay attention to what you're defining because reminder, you are putting the meaning to it. Yes. And that could have everything to do with how this affects your life and makes or breaks it. Uh, but little things. Okay. So 
actually drinking water. And this sounds crazy, but I'm going to cover some basics. And yeah, basically drink some water. I wake up and I chug about this much right when I wake up. I Whatever I am going to make coffee in, I'll fill that vessel up with water and chug that much. And really the air, the water, the food you eat. So if you are addressing the basics, I always joke, you know, think of it like you're a house plant. Okay. You need air. You need clean air. You need to remember to breathe. You need to stop, breathe. You know, sometimes taking a deep breath is the most important thing you can do right now. Nothing else in this outside world, nothing on your to-do list. But right now you need to take a deep breath, come back to where you are. That way you can address your to-do list. That way you come back into your brain. You're like, okay, wait, I know, I know how to solve this. You know, um, water, if I don't drink water in the morning and kind of a few times throughout the day, I'm not real good about sipping all day, but I have like three times where I'll chug a lot. It affects my anxiety and it affects my stress level a lot. And as well, the third thing I would say is get your greens in. Um, there are a few different greens powders. I've tried them all. Ricardo has some good ones he can suggest too. But I even take, um, so like once a day, make a green drink out of some green powders or like these spirulina or Corella pills. I'll take a serving a day, but just make sure you're getting your greens. So your air, your water, and your greens. If you're not getting those, granted, a lot of other things matter when we're talking about health. But right now I'm talking about these are the things, if those aren't in my diet, I'm extremely stressed. When I get extremely stressed, I get overwhelmed. When I get overwhelmed, I shut down. Ooh. How useful am I then? I'm not. And you know what, Courtney? You're probably the only person ever in the history of the universe that feels that way. Right? Nobody else. Just me out here alone on my island. Yeah. Nobody else listening has ever felt that way. Right, right. What about yourself? What? So okay. for me... I agree. The greens, the man taking some good, some good greens has really made a huge difference in not just my mental health, my energy, the way I feel about myself, getting something done, being on the streak, all that kind of good stuff. Restful right? sleep. Restful sleep. Yes. Yeah. It makes a big difference. Water is a big part, staying hydrated. And you mentioned just sitting back and breathing. To me, that's a huge one. And I struggled with that because I was that guy who was Hey, Ricardo, take a break for a little bit. I don't have time. I don't have time to take a break. Do you, you don't have one minute to take a break. Nope, sure don't. I don't have one minute to take a break. Nope. I got to sit here and keep chugging along. This is me typing. <laughs> I can't. Head down, chugging along because I'm working on something. Take a break, dude. No, I don't have time. Take some water. I don't have time. I don't have time for any of that. And that is that really true? No. no, no, no. It just wasn't a priority, mm -hmm. but I did have the time to do it. Mm -hmm. I did have the time. And honestly, as productive as I thought I was, quotes, quote, air quotes here, as I thought I was, whenever I do take a break, go relax, even if it's for three to five minutes, drink some water, sit down and breathe, zone out of whatever it is that I'm doing. Guess what? I'm even more productive when I get back to what I was doing. Yep. Yeah. What? Yeah. And it, especially in this world of constant and never ending interaction and constant notifications and things thrown at us. And hell, our phones even listen to us now for sales ads to feed us on our social media. So, I mean, if that doesn't fit into like this, the world of distractions, if you don't have a ritual built in to your workday, to your 
into your toolbox to pull out when you're angry or something that just tells you stop, pause and breathe, build them, work on them, like test them out. The one minute meditation in my car, like I'll still do that a few times a week. Why not? You know, and it's, it's, you're arriving somewhere, you're a little stressed out. Oh, look, I'm five minutes early. I have time for a one minute meditation. And the state that that puts you in is just much more present, much more whatever you need to be to show up wherever you're showing up. Aware. Yeah. One big thing that's made a huge difference for me is implementing the time chunk philosophy. Oh, yes. Yes. That's made a huge difference where I shut everything off. I'll tell Jesse and Sebastian, hey guys, I need three hours. All right. I overdo it. I was like, I'll be in and out, but I need three hours of being left alone when I'm in my office. And then I'll set a timer for 30, 45 minutes or whatever, right? Whatever you feel comfortable with. And then turn off the phone, turn off the social media, turn everything off and focus on that one thing that you need to get done for 30 minutes straight. Mm-hmm. Uninterrupted, no notifications, no emails, just focusing on that one thing for 30 minutes. Yeah. And yeah. then taking a break taking mm-hmm. a break. Yeah. And we think we're multitasking and there are things you can multitask in and be effective, but they're probably two lesser tasks that you could pair together. Mostly what you we are multitasking on these days and claiming I don't need a break, I can work through this are the big things that if we'll just exactly that step away, breathe, just check in with yourself. That's all you're doing is you're stepping away to check in with yourself. Yes. And getting back at it. If you actually do that, you're a different person showing up. And when you do that consistently, you're a different persona in total, you know? So that's how you change your life is everything is just right now stacked a thousand times, right? So if you can just stop, pause, and breathe. And honestly, it's self-love, which, I mean, mental health has a lot to do and rooted in self-love or the lack thereof, should I say. You're putting yourself aside when you're not taking that moment you know you need for yourself and you're giving it to what this work task or this this those things are important you do need to get them done you do need to meet your deadlines but you need to be there present when you show up to the end of the finish line you know for sure and just that's where people quit that's where it breaks my heart because this is the moment and the times and the phases where people quit so maybe if you just let off the gas a little you know and we're not saying stop Right. We're just saying rest. Mm-hmm. And I promise you, if you do the 30 minute time chunk or even 20 minute time chunks where you focus, turn everything off, all the distractions for 20 minutes, you'll get more done in that 20 minutes than you would in an hour full of distractions. Yeah. You'll get so much more done and you'll get be so much more ahead. And then you still have time to go relax and breathe and go drink some water, go hug your kid, go hug your wife. Right. Go have mm-hmm. breakfast. Yeah. Okay. So let's take it one step farther. Let's say these are not working. The simple in the moment things aren't working. What, Ricardo, have you done in those moments in your life or what did work to help you pull out of it when you were deeper than that, where just stopping and breathing doesn't help? I will say this. I think that there has been this stigma on reaching out for help that we're like not allowed to do that anymore. That it's oh, I don't really want to be that person that that needs to go get external help. I should be able to figure this out by myself. 
should, 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 shouldn't all over yourself. Correct. Correct. And I'm not even saying go into the level of a therapist, but if you need to go that professional route, definitely do so. But I'll reach out to my wife, Jesse, be like, hey, I'm re- I'm feeling very overwhelmed right here. Or I'll reach out to one of my other friends and be like, hey, let's go grab some coffee. And then in the midst of that conversation, we'll talk about what's going on. Be like, you know, I've been kind of stressing out about this. I've been kind of thinking about this like this. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And it really brings some clarity into my life. And talking to someone about it helps. Mm-hmm. Just finding someone to, to feed off of, someone that you can bounce these things off of, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Now, not telling the bad story to every friend you have just so you can repeat this awful thing and just get sympathy. He's not talking about that. So he's talking about strategic people. He knows and trusts to call and and let in on that or just, you know, have a genuine, meaningful conversation. So I do want to highlight that If, if you are in the habit of calling just I don't know there's personalities every time they talk to their friends it's the same things are coming up and it's even though the details might change the story's always the same well that's where you need to turn inward and stop repeating it okay because maybe Mm. you might be contributing to it but that's not necessarily the subject of this talk so I don't want to get off no and we all know that person Mm -hmm. some of us know that person intimately (laughs) yes a little too well (laughs) a little too well and that's okay but that is another topic yeah. But it is important to find someone to talk to. And if talking to a friend, talking to someone that you trust isn't really cutting it, go and find a professional, mm-hmm. a coach, a therapist, someone else that you can talk to. And I will say this, there is something to it, and I'll call it magic. Let's just call it magic because we okay. like to talk a little woo-woo here, right? Yeah. There is some magic to talking to someone that doesn't know you at all. Mm-hmm that you can just go and sit down with and have a conversation and tell them what's going on, tell them what you're going through, tell them what you're feeling and the emotions that are going through your head and that they don't know anything about you, about your past, about your previous experiences, about your previous situations, but they just know what you're telling them. Mm -hmm. Obviously it is up to you and it is your responsibility to be perfectly honest with the, with the, with these people, with the therapist, right? It is your responsibility to tell them the truth, and it's totally up to you. But the more honest you are, the better feedback that you will get. But there is really something special about talking to someone that doesn't know you. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a very freeing and very peaceful it is. dimension to it. Yeah. It is. Because if you don't want to go back, you don't have to go back. So it takes away that commitment anxiety and that oh what will people think of me and this you know person it doesn't matter you can they don't care you're not yeah you can choose to go to someone else next time but you let it out and you unload it and you talk to someone about it and the feedback that this individual is able to give you wow because they're seeing it for the situation that you're bringing to them with the details that you're telling them Mm -hmm. not based on oh well, I've heard this several times. Oh, didn't this happen a year ago? Oh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. All those perceived preconceived notions are gone. Mm-hmm. They're right. gone. Yeah. And it allows you to take a fresh look at yourself 
because it's well from experience you're talking to that stranger and they tell you your whole life story and you're like yeah how did you know and it's it's ironic because you're following patterns we we condition ourselves others you know the outside world conditions us so it's just to us we think it's this long story as to why and how we got here and you know to a trained professional who offers some very magical advice you know it's it's a lot more simple. So it's just that yeah. you can't see it all inside the story as where somebody can tell you something, kind of snap you out of it and wake you up. And you're like, wow, wow, I have been following that pattern for 20 years. And, and there's something else to it, right, right along with that first magic of talking to someone that doesn't know you. Someone telling you something that doesn't know you, man, that hits home versus someone that knows you. Because mm-hmm. if they know you, they know your mannerisms, they know your isms, they know how you are, they know how you think, they know you pretty well. And you're like, oh, they're just saying that because they know me. Yeah. But when someone tells you, even if it's word for word, the same amount of advice and they don't know you, man, it hits home. It hit home. It, and you don't argue. You know, with a friend, you might be like, oh, I don't really agree with that. But to this person, you're just kind of like, okay. Oh, okay. You don't you're know right. me and you just told me that. Yeah. Okay. That's your diagnosis. But it's so important to keep an eye on your mental health. Yeah. And and I'll say this before we wrap up. No one's going to be looking out for your mental health more than you are. That's correct. But it's also important for you to be aware of your friend's mental health. Because if we all just kind of look after each other a little bit more in this space, the world will be such a better place. Yeah. Yeah. And let's just, let's give our, you know, neighbors in our lives permission to address what they're feeling. Correct. And they're going through. So just a reminder, when you show up vulnerable or when you show up courageous, you're inspiring somebody watching you to do the same thing for themselves. So just step more into it. Just it's, it's only going to be scary when you start and just, you just got to keep moving through it. But this is something you're growing through. And once you figure out the lesson of whatever that means to yourself, you're going to never, it's never going to be the same again. That's not going to be your emotional home anymore because you understand more about it. So just, you're worth it. And the more work that you do on yourself, that home will definitely continue to shift. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what we want. That's the beauty of being human is we get to pick our emotional home address, right? We get to, we don't like where we are. We get to shift it. It's not an overnight process, but you can do it. And it's okay. We all have. Have you been sad, Courtney, over the last year? Yes, I have to. I could throw out a rock and hit someone who's been sad over the last year. Yeah, you're not alone, and it's okay. It's normal, and it's there's not there's nothing weak about it. Not at all. If anything, when you realize that and you talk to someone, there's strength in that. Mm-hmm. So I'll leave you with that. About that. Oh. Okay. Nice yeah. breath there, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. This yes. is good. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Force for Growth. And always remember to be a force for good, a force for growth, and a force for greatness. Bye. Bye.